Hey, I'm Taz. I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Life Resume. Hey, Taz. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You look a little different. I don't think our listeners can tell, but do tell. What's going on with the hair? Well, I chopped my hair. Um, actually, my sister and I both chopped our hair this past week. You chopped uh, a lot. This is not like a little trim. This is like a lot is gone. So we chopped 12 inches because we donated our hair. So, um, Amazing. Yeah. So this was something that four years ago we had set out to do. Little did we know that the year that we were going to donate our hair was also the same year that our mom went through a cancer journey. So we, we witnessed that journey. Um, and so, yeah, this past week, um, actually on mom's birthday, my sister and I decided we'd go and get our hair chopped. My sister and I are now rocking bobs. That is awesome. That is so sweet. I love it. What a great, what a great thing to do. Thank you for doing what, what you did. Thanks. It was, it was really fun. And like, we're, we hope like if we can inspire anyone or, you know, we just, we didn't know, um, we didn't know what we could do to, to show our support. And we've had some pretty significant friends and loved ones who are also on this journey. And so it's just our little way of saying, we see you. We stand and we support you. It just, it's our little thing. You know what I love about that too, is it's a, it's a good reminder that sometimes, you know, there are big things in the world or big problems or big issues. And really we can play a role with just taking a small step. So that was something that, you know, you just saw in front of you that you could do. And I just love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it should be. Should we talk yeah. about our, our podcast episode? And Let's remember? do it. So today we've got um, Rob Marshall. And so he's going to talk to us a little bit today about how he has incorporated music into what he does, but also um, he really feels that it's important for him to have some kind of a creative aspect, a... Um, a very purposeful aspect and some kind of an opportunity for some kind of global or international reach. So he'll talk to us a little bit about that. Um, Rob is a music guru. He's a dad. He's a dog dad and he's a globe trotter. Yeah. I, I can't wait for everyone to listen to this. I think what I really took away was just how, you know, I don't know Rob as well as you do, obviously. And I think having someone who is so known for being around music and in music and just having that, see how that showed up throughout his life and as an outlet, as a dad and how that um, is also sort of translated to his kids. I just think it's, um, it's pretty incredible to hear a story and hear what was sort of like sometimes accidental, but turned into something or sometimes like very much on purpose, uh, to, to see how he created this like life surrounding or, or around music. Um, I thought it was quite inspirational. So yeah, I look forward to our listeners hearing more about Rob. Let's get to it. Hey Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to have you on the show, Rob. Um, 
So one of the first questions that we like to ask off the bat is, uh, is just a getting to know you question. And instead of sort of asking, you know, what do you do or, um, you know, what, what is, what are the things that you've done? We like to ask, um, more along the lines of like, how would you describe to us a little bit about yourself in thinking of it more as like describing your life resume? What would you put on your life resume to kind of tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Yeah, that's it. It's a really interesting question, right? Because so often we're, and I think this is kind of the point of what you're trying to do, right? So often we're asked more about what our career is, and yes, I did this, and I was at this company at XYZ, and I'm so well versed and like rehearsed in saying that and like speeding that out. That, uh, but yeah, kind of thinking about yeah, the more kind of broader question is um, is really is really kind of difficult. Um, but I have, and actually, like, as I've gotten further through my career or life, depending on what we're going to talk about, um, I guess there's like three, three things that I kind of like, um, it boils down to, I think, um, I really love anything that's like creative. So there's like a kind of creativity, um, thread through everything that I've done, not just in like an artistic sense, actually less in an artistic sense, but more in like a building sense. Um, and then I think, like, secondly, like, this sort of an international perspective. Um, I've lived abroad, worked with generally people in outside of the UK, which I find really exciting and interesting. Um, and then thirdly, uh, something that's coming like more important is like just sort of finding a, a kind of clear purpose behind what I'm doing. And for a lot of my career, that's been music very broadly, and I've been very lucky to kind of be associated with that and that's a something that I just like anyway um outside of uh, my day job uh but yeah that kind of uh is um something important as well so uh, yeah I don't know if that's the kind of answer that you're looking for because I haven't really had to ask answer the question but there's there's my starting point well, I like it. It's a great starting point. And I feel like we could um, probably go on for ages about each one of those points. Like maybe we can just start with the first one in terms of your creativity. Um, like what, where do you see this coming out in your life? Um, you know, I just happen to know a little bit that, you know, you've got a dog and, and a and a child and um, and I imagine that keeps you very busy. What are the outlets that you have to be creative? Yeah, so I think it stems from playing music as a kid. And we, we had a piano in the house. Uh, I think it was my great-grandmother's. My parents didn't play it, but there was this old piano kicking around. And I think as a small child, I was bashing around some keys and they gave me some piano lists, sent me to off piano lessons and, and kind of started from there. Um, later on, uh, creativity has more meant building things in the broadest sense possible, uh, be that kind of things in my job, uh, new businesses or launching new, launching things in new countries. I, feel, I find it now coming full circle because I have kids of my own now. And there's that real balance between wanting to give them opportunities and especially creative opportunities. I think that's important, but also like not wanting to push it at the same time. So <laughs> sort of do the same thing and like we don't live in a house big enough for a piano but we have a little keyboard and a little guitar kind of kicking around and uh 
that, that that's been really fun because actually just having those things around, I find myself using them, and that's a bit of a creative outlet for me. Um, but uh, mostly, we are just bashing the hell out of them with the kids uh, to make some sort of sound, which is a lot of fun as well. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> what I what I pick up from what you're saying, um, I think is actually a really great takeaway too, is just that clearly this is something that's been a part of your life for a very long time, um, you know, starting from when you were a kid. And I think very often, especially once we become parents, it's easy to sort of let that kind of get pushed aside. It's like, no, I've got to do certain things a certain way. And that's our own sort of stories in our head. But um, it sounds like you've just, it's just there and it's part of your life. And if it's doing it with your kids or through your kids or that um, you've really incorporated that, I think very well. Is there, is there certain like music times or is it just whenever someone's feeling inspired to bang some things around it, it kind of happens? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is nice that it's just there, but it, it has been like quite a conscious effort to kind of bring that back. And I think as time went on and life got busier and we had a little baby, like I wasn't do I wasn't really making any music or finding time for that. It's as the kids have got a little bit older that they can engage with that, then there's been more space and time for that. But it's been it's been quite a conscious decision to do that. But as I say, it's like that balance between making sure they have those opportunities, but also making sure they're going to swim class and kicking a football around. And I was never any good at kicking a football around, um, but maybe they are. And so it's kind of finding that balance to make sure there's space for lots of different things. And yes, I feel like music is really important for lots of different ways, but there's lots of other things. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's that constant kind of questioning whether, whether you're getting right balance or not. I totally agree. And I think that's maybe why I picked up on how you've really incorporated it in your life because, you know, having, um, having a child myself, you know, it's, it's like, there's also the science and math and STEM and like all these things. And especially cause I have a daughter, I'm trying to be very balanced. Um, but then you want them to have fun and you want them to do swimming and you want them to, you know, so there's a lot to incorporate there. Um, but let's get back to you a little bit more around. Um, so you had this old piano in your home, how I believe that that journey is, um, probably still ongoing is not over yet, but how has that been a thread through your life? Um, where did it, where did that path lead you? What are some of the milestones? Yeah. So I was very much the typical teenager, I guess, when I had my 10 years or so of learning piano in a very formal way and then found an electric guitar. Um, I actually bought it at a jumble sale. I don't know what the equivalent is um, in, uh, in, in Canadian, American, but um, uh, yeah, kind of really bad secondhand thing. And I ditched the piano and I was like, well, that's over because, you know, I'm 15 now and I'm cool and I'm going to play electric guitar. And so all of that's rubbish. And so I did that and I played in bands over time. And that was all through my 20s as well. Uh, it was just so much fun making music and meeting people and playing shows and all of that. Um, and it, it's kind of only with the 
benefit of hindsight now that I kind of look back and go, oh, wow, like that, that was really cool. I, d- I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but like there were so many things that that provided me, be it, yeah, social opportunities or um, yeah, creative opportunities or, or even, and I, I, like I, I don't know enough about this, but the link between music and maths is obviously very important. I'm sure that helped me in in ways that, again, I I had no idea at the time, but things like pattern recognition and, yeah, just being able to do some, what was fairly hard maths in terms of the theoretical side of things, but not not thinking of it as maths at the time. So, uh, yeah, I... And I'm, I'm obviously biased because I look back and go, oh, wow, look at all these cool things that music did for me. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, I kind of see it as being something very important and hopefully like, uh, yeah, my kids can, can take some from it as well. Yeah, and you mentioned um, of going back to where we started, the three buckets. Um, where did where did you start to think about like purpose, and how does that fit in, kind of, with what you've been able to do in terms of music, and even um, you know where you are, sort of career wise now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think purpose. Going back to the fifteen year old electric guitar playing me purpose was probably quite a selfish one and that was that I wanted to make music and I wanted to you know be in a band and, and that kind of thing but you're 15 you know, it was, it's okay was, it's okay to be selfish at 15, 15 exactly yeah <laughs> I, I think so I think so yeah so you know I look back at it now and think it was selfish but at the time it was it was cool and it was fine um so so that's what kind of purpose drove me and then eventually you know I was 15 and I was like oh well I think even at that point I thought I'm probably not going to be good enough to be a mega rock star earning millions of pounds but if I could work at a record company that would be pretty cool and I did go and work at a record company so I was 23 24 by the time I started working for records so it was kind of you know, 10 years of thinking about it to actually get to that point. And there were lots of twists and turns and complete tangents and random things in between. Um, but being there and, you know, it, it became less about that point, less about what I was doing, but it was really exciting to be surrounded by people who were sharing that purpose. And that's what really I wasn't expecting. And if you can imagine a record company, yes, there's, there's people who very much do music things. So there are people who are signing the artists or there are people who are marketing albums. But, you know, even the, you, you get talking to the accountants and you find out that actually on the weekend, they're also running club nights or there's the IT operations woman and she plays in a band and someone else, this senior guy who you think is really boring, used to manage some incredible band from, from the 80s. And, that was really exciting for me because it meant that you have all these different roles and people from kind of different walks of life, but you knew that you all had this common purpose. And that's, that was what was more exciting than the purpose itself is that actually like everyone was behind this thing, whatever they were doing. Um, and that's, that was kind of when it, it shifted a bit from 
15 year old oh, i want to be a rock star too you know oh actually this is this is quite cool this kind of collective sense of uh doing something together that's amazing and did you you were putting these pieces together when you were in your 20s that's that you're a very I'm maybe giving myself more credit than I deserve. Uh, this might be a, a retrospective analysis with the benefit of hindsight. Uh, so yeah, let's let, let's not give my twenty-five-year-old self too much credit. But yeah, looking back on it, I can see that, that that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. I think it's um, such a great perspective to have too. You know, I think sometimes um, Taz and I have had conversations where there are sometimes seemingly very disparate things. But if you can kind of see what connects it, connects it or connects people, I think that's quite powerful. And, um, you know, I do commend you, whatever the age was, I commend you for, for seeing that connection. Um, I am curious how the second bucket that you mentioned kind of plays into this in terms of the international aspect and, um, and uh, especially where your feelings are with it during pandemic times? Yeah, great question. Um, so I, after I finished my studies, I, I, went, I moved to London to try and get a job in the music industry because that's where the music industry was. And as I was kind of scrambling around doing temp jobs and applying for bits and pieces, I applied on a whim for this job in Japan to teach English, which Taz knows all about because that's how I know Taz. And frighteningly, that's basically 20 years ago. Uh, is that right? No, it's not quite 20 years ago. Well, it's, pretty much. It's pushing 20 years. 17. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had not thought about it before ever. I'd never lived abroad before. Like I traveled a bit, but I'd never been to Asia, certainly never been to Japan. And I think from the application to actually getting on a plane was like seven weeks or something ridiculous like that. So suddenly found myself parachuted into Osaka, Japan. And that was that was like definitely a game changer for me because suddenly completely different environment, completely different context, doing a job that frankly I was not qualified to do and was making up as I went along, as I think we kind of all were. We all but it was right. Yeah, <laughs> we really were blagging it, and uh, but it was it was really amazing because I got to meet all these people from different parts of the world, and it, it kind of blew everything open, really. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't something I, when I came back to the UK and started working in the music industry. It wasn't something that I particularly sought out, but I think people saw me, and I remember having, actually, I think it was my first interview to go and work at, at Sony Music, the record company, and the guy who was hiring me was like, oh, you, you lived in Japan. That's really interesting. In this bizarre way, it did, and Sony had this Japanese connection, and, and, and this guy was a very international guy. And so, like, draw on this, like, crazy two years which at the time I thought was just a crazy two years that I would write off but actually it was <laughs> it turns out that it was a absolutely fundamental building block of, of everything in, in ways that I could not have imagined the job that I did while I was at Sony 
basically throughout my 20s was traveling around Europe talking about music and technology which was <laughs> was just phenomenal and I you know the, I could never have planned that out because not only was there not a path for that but that job didn't exist when I was thinking about how to get into the music industry uh, and so I was I was just very, very lucky uh, through a weird set of twists and turns to be in the right place. I mean, there was a lot of knocking on a lot of doors for many years, but um, yeah, there was also a good deal of luck. Um, but yeah, that, that international perspective, sorry, going back to your original question, that international perspective continues to be there. But yeah, it's, it's really stifled. And whilst I'm grateful that we are in 2020 and not... 1990 in terms of being able to connect with people around the world i'm also kind of sick of staring into zoom i know we're staying to zoom that's no offense to what we're doing now but i would dearly love to get on the plane somewhere and go and speak to some people and have dinner with them and a drink and have some cultural experiences which i'm really missing out on at the moment Yes, I I am very confident to say you're not alone in that feeling. <laughs> and um, and I think going back to some of the things you said, I think it's really a great perspective to remember, but also to hear in your story, because I was going to ask you, how did you feel? Did you feel like those two years abroad were so disconnected from the music that had been such a part of your life? And yet, you know, never would you have known in the moment, but in hindsight, you can say actually... It, it, you know, served you well, which is just a great reminder. You know, sometimes we don't know what the connection is, but. Right, right. And it, it's really funny. I remember very distinctly my father saying something before I went to Japan, not to throw my father under the bus. It was meant in a very kind, loving way. But he said to me, if you go away for two years, have you considered the fact that you, when you come back, you'll be two years behind everyone else. And at the time, it made a lot of sense because I had friends who were going on to graduate schemes at 21 and like they were getting their like first foot on the ladder. And it, it did make me stop and think like, oh, wow, yeah, that's, that's an excellent point. I am going to be taking out this two years and kind of going back late and sort of missing out. But of course, now I can look back and think oh, that that was you know, that was completely wrong, and yeah, and my father couldn't have known either. So you know, it was a mutual ignorance. Um, but yeah, it's something that I'm now kind of, I guess, as a parent myself, very conscious about that uh, my own opinions are probably wrong when it comes to a lot of uh, thinking about future paths and career I mean especially the rate of the, the way things are changing um who knows who knows anything about how how anyone gets anywhere yeah it's so true which is part of the reason why you know Taz and I love having these conversations is um not that it gives us a crystal ball but I think just as learnings of from other people how are things changing um and just to to gleam any little lessons from it or reminders or you know things like that. Um, you know, where where are you today? Where 
um, where are things for you in terms of, you know, feeling about your purpose? Um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to the international part, but, but, I, um, but also in terms of your creativity and how that has kind of, um, come together for you with where you're at today in life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the creativity in the international piece has been mostly around launching things in new markets. That's a very kind of cryptic way of saying so. For example, my job now is all about international expansion of um, Spotify, the, the platform I work for currently. Um, the, thing, the thing, though, that I'm really interested about in that the impact that it has on individuals and artists and creators who would have previously never had the opportunity to reach a global audience, not only reach global audience, but actually make money out of it as well. And that's like, it's really exciting to see musicians and labels who are in Lagos or who are in, um, I mean, South Korea is kind of like a, a banner example at the moment, but, you know, really like niche things that are coming out of a particular area of Moscow that are now like blowing up in the US somewhere. And that would have never happened only a few years ago. Um, and so, so that's, that kind of impact's really exciting to me. And not just the economic impact, just the economic impact of music, but the social impact, which can be everything from how it affects our health, our mental and physical health, how it can be uh, used in education, um, how it can be used to rehabilitate offenders in institutions. There's like a whole amazing world of social purpose within music, which I don't think is talked about enough. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's one of my own purposes, I guess, is to try and understand a bit more about that. That is incredible. Rob, thank you so much. I, I feel like uh, that's a really great note to end on. For people who are curious to get to know you a little bit more, um, where can they find you? Can they reach out to you um, in any particular way? Uh, I do have a website. I'm uh, robmarshall.co. That's probably the best way to find you. That's great. Rob, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really uh, interesting just getting to know you a little bit more and um, really appreciate what, uh, what you've shared with us. Pleasure. Thanks very much, guys.